So we all good? We all ready for Christmas? This is not what preamble topic. Uh, well, do you guys clearly fucking are? Because I have to carry your presence. Hey, hey, hey. Flame. Hey, oh, you, oh. you can't say that. You can't say what they are. Chloe might listen to this. So I'm going to need to bleep that. Well, I mean, <laughs> you're editing this, so you can choose what to put in and what not to put in. I'm going to need to bleep that. That's more work for me now. Come on now. Just don't put it in. I'm going to secretly give you a message, Chloe. That's going to... It's gonna it lead you. Code. Yeah, it's gonna lead you to the I, to the answer. <laughs> I think my present for Chloe is the best present, and no one can say otherwise. You can leave that in because it's not really a spoiler. Oh, I have a preamble topic. Go on. I love wrestling. I'm out. Alex loves wrestling, and I obviously loves wrestling. Uh, I'm more of a uh, street beef kind of guy. Or... Oh God, <laughs> street beef. <laughs> so. Hit us up with that cool lab. Not, <laughs> no, please don't. <laughs> Street, Mr. Street Beef, if you're listening, please don't contact me. As this is a luchador-themed game, uh-huh. I have a list of 10 luchador or Mexican-inspired names, and I want you guys to tell me if you think they are a real luchador or a fake name. So, are you ready? Yeah. So, number one, Fishman. It's so generic, it has to be true. Yeah, I think that's a real... That is a real name. There is a luchador out there, or who was out there, he might be retired now, called Fishman. Alright, number two. El Fantasmo. Fantasmo sounds like a, like a superhero character. I'm, I'm gonna say fake. That's real. That is indeed a real name, he's oh. not actually a luchador though. Oh, it's, it's fake? That's You told me this is all luchadors. <laughs> no, I said they were luchador or Mexican inspired. Uh, Number three, Ray Diablo Jr. Uh, yeah, it's got to be a fake one now, right? Yeah, I'm leaning towards fake. It is indeed fake. Uh, yeah. There is no rhyme or reason to this order, by the way. I put it through a list randomizer. So, number four, Blue Demon. Uh, tr- true. And I think it's fake. It is a real, he is a very famous luchador. Uh, I did. It's because he's so famous, that's why I knew him. Yeah. You know? No, I I had Blue Mask as like the big famous one. I, I believe there is also a Blue Demon Jr. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Blue Dragon. <laughs> <laughs> Alex is just always thinking of Blue Dragon. <laughs> Alright, number five. Psycho Clown. I'm going to hope it's fake. I think that's real. It is real. Yeah. Uh, he, he's a very bad wrestler. I'll put it out there. I've watched him <laughs> wrestle. He's a very bad wrestler. <laughs> um, number six. Mini Ninja. Now, this is difficult because I know... Ninjas aren't Mexican, so it's gotta be fake, right? <laughs> I, I know like that I, is your logic. I, I'm throwing that there. It's fake, you know? That's not even Mexican. But there is a Mexican promotion that does have, like, little people wrestling in there. Oh, yeah. It, it, is, quite a, it is quite the draw in Mexico, I believe. They don't need... They're, they're not politically correct down there. Would, would they use that name? I think they would. I think it's real. It is fake. Damn it. Because ninjas aren't Mexican, guys. Come on. My, 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 my logic is <laughs> that sound. Is, that is sound logic, I will say. <laughs> uh, number seven. El Hijo del Ring. Uh, can we get a translation of that, please? Uh, son of the Ring. It's, it's, got, it's got to be real, right? Uh, fake. That's just to be. It's <laughs> fake. Aww. Uh, number eight. Dr. Wagner Jr. Real. Yeah, let's keep throwing rocks real. That is a real guy, yes. 
he's also quite an old luchador. Uh, number nine, Johnny Loco. <laughs> Is he? Would that be Johnny Impact and Johnny no, Elite and John? <laughs> I believe he was called Johnny Mundo when he was in Mexico, please. Oh, you're which, right, yeah. Which translates to Johnny World. <laughs> I'm gonna say fake. If it feels like a WCW name, so I'm gonna say real. <laughs> it is fake. Oh. And finally, Ojo Rosa. Uh fake. Real? It is fake. It is pink eye translated into Spanish. Oh, okay. There you go. We all know more about wrestling now. Thanks for that, Nick. I, I hope <laughs> one day when I am... When Street Beast sets us up, we that, can no. don no. our luchador personas, take it to the streets. Feel like, would you be allowed to wear a luchador mask for Street Beast? I feel like it might offer extra protection. I mean, if you're both wearing it? That's true, yes. You could be Street Beast's first tag team. Hey, I'm pretty sure that they had a tag team boxing match. Uh, I hope, yes. I hope one day. Eventually, when I when we go on either mine or Hans's or Alex's bachelor party, that we can arrange to go to a wrestling show just so IY has to go. <laughs> hey, it's, it's not about me though. On that special day, you yeah, I, mean, I, I, I feel like as part of this friend group being massively outnumbered in terms of wrestling fans to not wrestling fans, one day you will need to go to show. I don't think that's, you know, what groups of friends, you know, I don't think that's what binds people together is how much wrestling do we all like? <laughs> I think you'll find it is. <laughs> and if you don't agree with that, I'll see you in the ring. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, welcome to the Nostal Super Bash Bros. Presents Game Club for November 2020. Two, yes, Game Club is back. The monthly video podcast review thing. We take turns picking games, go play them for the month, come back and discuss them for your listening pleasure. This month, Alex picked Guacamelee from Drinkbox Studios, the 2D side scrolling Metroidvania game. Uh, and as ever, I am your host. Right, I need to concentrate for this bit. I am your host. Anthrophion con la maria, Nick Davis. That translates to host with the most. Oh. Joined by Origaloso de Piez, Alex Proudfoot. Hello. I'm really, I'm like, so confused what that could translate to. Proud of feet. All right. Okay. That makes sense. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, (laughs) Sensation Isiatastica, IY Jung. Do I want to know what that means? The Asian sensation. Yeah, of course. Of course it means that. Of course it means that. <laughs> See, look. <laughs> Who needs Duolingo <laughs> when you have Google Translate? And you know what? I do actually think a Mexican promotion would use that as a ring name. <laughs> what, Asian sensation? Yeah, probably. Yeah, 100%. How is everyone? We all good? I'm feeling a lot worse now. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Yep, that was... I had a different idea. I did find a a Mexican like name generator that you put in your name and that give you something back. <laughs> but I was trying it out, but when I put in Hans's name, that's when the pink eye thing came back. From the, the, <laughs> so apparently, Hans's Mexican name is Pink Eye. Hans is going to listen back to this. I think we've been slagging him off all the time. 
Let's just listen to these. Don't be ridiculous. Hey, he did that one time and <laughs> called the site. <laughs> that is true, yeah. Yes, Guacamelee originally released in April 2013 on the PS3 and PS Vita, uh, with later releases through the years on PC, PS4, Wii U, Switch, 360, and the Xbox One. Alex. That is my name. Why did you pick Guacamelee for us? Uh, I like Metroidvanias, and I like wrestling. That's fair. That is a solid reasoning. And as ever, I have split this into three categories. That was going to need to fill in for Hans here. What are those categories? Gameplay. We. Story and characters. We, we. And if you could add wrestling to any game genre, what would it be? Dark Souls. Fuck, Dark Souls. <laughs> the wrestling <laughs> souls like would be fucking great. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> so before we kick into our very first category, I have to ask how far did everyone get in Waka Melee? I finished the game. Uh, I finished the gold edition. I believe you played the other edition that is currently on Steam. Uh, Alex? I finished the Super Mega Turbo. Super Mega Turbo Deluxe, blah, blah, blah. Edition. Yeah, whatever it is. Yeah, finished that. And I. I did the same thing. It, with How's Bungie? That? Uh, he, he jumped in for like a moment when we were testing if my game was broken. Wait, did, he, did, you, not, wait, did you not play it co-op? No, no, no. no. That, that, was just that, that, was, that was just that one time you jumped in. Oh, okay. Um, I, I thought you were playing it remote play with him for the whole game. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> I, I, I'll talk about how that might not have been a good idea. <laughs> okay, fair <laughs> enough. So, yes, the gameplay. As Alex mentioned there, this is a Metroidvania game. Uh, a fairly conventional one, I think it would be fair to say. Like, It has the very conventional Metroidvania structure of you're following along a path, you encounter something that blocks your progress, uh, you take a detour to find the ability that helps you proceed and opens up other previous blockages in your path. And it just kind of loops from there. It doesn't really deviate from that, like, at all. If, like, if you wanted a game to point out to someone to say, here, this is what a Metrovania is, like, this is kind of it. It doesn't deviate from that formula, I would say, at all. And I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing, but in a very saturated genre, I just feel like it's lacking some form of like innovation to make it stand out gameplay wise. But wasn't it I like? Think... Oh, go ahead. Uh, it's not because not like this was out like a long time ago, and so like this was actually kind of so like twenty thirteen isn't that long ago. Like considering Metroid came out in what nineteen ninety four. Yeah, but there's been like a, a big resurgence of it in the last like five years or so. I don't, like. There are things that say, like, the likes of Symphony of the Night did that this doesn't do. Like, put it that way. And, like, obviously Symphony of the Night is, what, 2000 or maybe 1990-something? Like, I just feel like, in terms of the Metrovania side of things, I just think it, it, it does the bare minimum of being a Metrovania, of you get abilities, they open certain paths, and that's it. It just feels like, yes, I get in modern times, they have kind of had a bit of a resurgence, and there are more things doing it. But, I don't know, it just felt very by-the-numbers to me. Like, I don't think that's, like, I think Metrovania is a solid genre that innovation is not always necessary, but it was, I felt like it was missing something, to me anyway, to make it stand out amongst some of the other ones that have been released. 
Yeah, that's fair. Alex, what do you think? I know you're a big fan of the genre. I enjoyed it. The fact that it was like wrestling themed and the abilities were wrestling themed was enough of a twist for me, really. Yeah, I do. I, I think they do a very good job of like intertwining like the theme of things. Like, obviously, apart from turning into a chicken, I don't know any wrestlers that turn into a chicken, but. Um, yeah, like, that that one was weird. I'm also entering like the realm of the dead. Yeah, isn't really a wrestling thing. But that that's kind of Mexican themed. That's like yeah, well, like day of the dead stuff. That's fine. But yeah, it's they do a good job of like the uppercut, the body slam, like all. It's all themed very well. But at the end of the day, like, is that any different to is it just another coat of paint on what could be? Oh, you got a missile. You got your morph ball, whatever the fuck in Metroid. I was gonna say I think one of the things. Since we're talking about the Metrovania side of things, it's kind of bland. Is like, do you know how in other games it's like, oh, here's a dead end. I wonder how I'm going to get up here. But in this game, it's just, here are some colors, match the colors. And so it kind of like takes away from the whole like wonderment of like, oh, what am I going to get? It's, it's just like, oh, I'm going to get this colored thing. Um, and then I'm just going to go by the numbers. Like, I will say, like, in playing it maybe i just didn't do a lot of exploring but i also felt like i never really encountered like times where like i saw something and then was never really was never really intrigued to go back because i felt like the game looked back on itself enough that i never felt like i had to go out of my way to explore things if you know what i mean uh, that is true like you can get stuff in like the hollow knight bloodstained etc where it's like you'll get stuff and then like you'll see or like early in the game you'll see oh i wonder how i get up there and you'll never go back to that area it's up to you as a player to be like oh, I have this new ability, let's see what I can do. I felt like in this, you never really got that, to be perfectly honest. Like, it always felt like you were looping back on yourself or going back there or you'd already been. Like, there wasn't that much of an exploration factor to it all. I did uh, a decent bit of exploring, and I would say that they are very well hidden. Mm. Like, you'll go back to the areas and you, you could completely miss stuff again because the breakable things could be in the basement of a house, for example. Mm. It's like there's a Spirit of the Dead quest thing in a house that you can just completely miss. Yeah. And I think there was something else in a house. It's like one of the breakable blocks. I'm sure but, as well, actually, the fact that like one of the powers is just you, you can stick to walls and like shoot up them or shoot across. Yeah. Like that's not something that's immediately apparent in terms of like, especially compared to say like the colored blocks you see, that's not immediately apparent that, oh, there's maybe a secret up there. So. I can, yeah, I can kind of get why maybe I didn't notice a lot of them thinking about it. Yeah, I feel like the color blocks kind of make you expect to see everything. Yeah. And then the wall run, the wall dive, because there's a few hidden things with the wall dive. And the realm of the dead, like, since they're not tangible things, mm. like, blocking your way. Like you're kind of just left to try them out and see if, see if it works. Yeah, same with the chicken, actually. Sometimes the chicken path is hidden, and yeah, those kind of things, it kind of, it could be considered a good thing that it leads you astray, in a way, to hide these stuff, but at the same time, it's like, it doesn't push you to explore more. Yeah, like, it could give you almost a bit more of, like, waypointing to be like, maybe try this here. It's a double-edged sword, the way they've done it, I think. So, I think the issue is, like, I think it's okay to have things hidden. I think the problem is, like, there's no incentive? Like your rewards for doing any of this stuff, it's either going to be correct me if I'm wrong, but it's either going to be uh, such a health or stamina or money, money. right? 
like yeah. which are not very interesting upgrades in the grand scheme of things. It's not like I assume in Hollow Knight we got like those charms and like upgrade wep- weapon upgrade things and the, the weird little wor- the worm dudes. <laughs> yeah, so like, and I think that is one thing about this game which I thought was extremely lacking was like character progression. Let's call it. Um, just because, want everything to be an RPG. Yeah, why it's fine. You can say that. Yeah, no, because like the game throws like all of your abilities like really fast, like mm. so much faster than other games I've played. But like, I mean, it's not a long game. No, it's not. Um, but within the game, there is not much to make you feel more powerful. Enemies aren't strong enough that like even if you do like the cool combo shit, like it's not even necessary. Um, mm. and. And as I said before to one of you two, like I hated the shop. It is the most one of those boring shops I've ever seen. I didn't even buy anything. Like in the midpoint of the game, I was like, I'm not even gonna look at the shop. Because the like, fact that there is something you can buy in the shop, but it literally has to point out this is for co-op only, is really funny to me. Yeah, yeah. The fact that it would let you, if you're not co-op, the fact that you can sit there and buy it is really funny to me. That's what revive speed or something. Yeah, yeah. It's the speed that you come back. Um, like it reminds me of like the always you talked about last time with uh, Baron Breakfast of like shops letting you buy stuff that is completely useless or that you've already bought the maximum you would need. That is so- like the same thing as in this game. Yeah. <laughs> Where like what the fuck is the point in being able to buy this? The only thing I don't know if other versions have it, but like the Lucha Mask collectibles that you can get is the only thing that changes your ability. And that- there, there's costumes you can buy in the gold edition, but I don't know about any Lucha Mask collectible. So, in- the, like, super mode thing, like that power up, or are you talking about something else? No, I'm talking about something else. Okay. So, when you beat the last boss, you get like a mask fragment. And if you finish that mask, or if you finish the mask before the last fragment you get from the boss, you can fly as the chicken. <laughs> okay. Right. So you can you can just skip a lot of platforming. Mm. I think that's the only thing that actually affects like your abilities that you can get. Yeah. Like that's cool. <laughs> but yeah, I I just thought, you know, that that part of the game was like if the shop wasn't even just just not even there and it was just a checkpoint system and costume change, I I wouldn't have noticed. Are I, you, I like, all, like why not put some of the stuff you get from the shop behind exploration? Yeah, right. Like they could have done because obviously you can buy stuff that powers up your grapple. It's yeah. like, just tie that to the training, you know, the combo training. Yeah. It's like every time you beat you get like stage power of combo, bombs you and... get a wee power bonus. Yeah. No, like that, like that's the sort of stuff you would have expected to be behind like the exploration in these sorts of games, not in a menu. Yeah. It's a bit weird. Yeah. And I wonder maybe, like, was it a budget thing of like, we can't expand this map anymore without it taking significantly more time to put this game out. Let's just fire all this stuff in a shop, or I don't know. But I am curious if they've changed changed it up for the second one because mm. I haven't played the second one. So no, neither way. Um, you mentioned it there a bit as well, like the com- kind of the combos and stuff that you can do in combat. I think the combat is very simple. Like it is almost like. When I was playing it, it did kind of feel like, you know, those old, like, 2D brawlers, stuff like Street Rage and Final Fight and things like that. That's the kind of vibe, like, everything is a three-hit combo, things like that. And, like, they do add, obviously, you can kind of start weaving in your abilities and 
kind of doing air juggles, but as you said, I like you never really need to do that stuff. It only like the combat only ever really evolves in two ways, and that's like they either add a shield to enemies that only certain abilities can break, or you need to hit them multiple times in quick succession to break, or they just throw as many enemies at you as they can. Like the combat in general, I think was a bit meh. It was it was serviceable. I, I'll, I'll give it that, but it just felt very it. From the outset, you knew what the combat was, pretty much. I thought the combat was actually a lot of fun. So I personally really enjoyed the combat. I will say, though, on the second half of the... Well, I don't know, I don't say second half, but like the last, let's say, last quarter of the game, right, last third, I just ran past enemies, right? Yeah. Because it did get to a point when, as you correctly mentioned, the whole evolution of the combat is colors or they take a lot more hits, or you have to switch zones constantly, like, into, like, the death yeah. realm thing, so you can even hit them. And I felt that stuff became tedious rather than cool. Like, what's cool about the combat is that you can do, like, really cool combos, and it's very, I guess, what's the phrase we use? It's like, it's like freedom of expression, right? You can, like, mm. do combos, chain into a special move, do roll, like, do more shit. Like, it's actually really cool. But whenever the game tells you, you need to hit the enemy of this color. You need to do this. You have to change the realm. Then that really took it, a- took it away, I felt. Um, and I actually think that the combat gets worse as it adds more stuff. I think the yeah. stuff it adds is like cool the first time you see it. It's like, oh, things are getting mixed up. But like, I find it very tedious by the end of it. That kind yeah, of stuff. Like, the stuff they add almost gets in the way of enjoying the combat. It reminds me, there's my main like comparison to this and like just like developers adding things that get in the way of enjoying a game that like one of the best parts of the game is like remember in Arkham City towards the end when there was like snipers on every roof mm. and it's the most annoying fucking thing in the world because it just stops you exploring pretty much it reminds me of that where like they've added things that like don't really flow into the combat properly and it just makes it a lot more unenjoyable and like yeah as you said I it got to the point where if I wasn't in a room that locked me into here to feed all these enemies before you can progress, I just ran past enemies. Like, even if it was like those like here platform around all these enemies, I just made, did the most I could to just get around them. So, in regards to the shielded enemies, you know, is this going to be your Alex's colorblind check? <laughs> it is, yes. <laughs> so, the game has a yellow and a green ability. Yep. I don't know which is which. One. And a red well, and a red and blue one, but I could, I could make out. But one of them was the headbutt, and one of them was, like, the frog splash. Yeah. Yeah. So, since yellow and green shields look identical to me, it was always 50-50 which one <laughs> would break the shield, so I would just have to do both and hope that the first one broke it. Aren't you glad that so many games now have colorblind mode? Yeah. Colorblind people didn't exist in 2013. Right? <laughs> God, that final boss fight with the, the 50-50 on the shields was brilliant. Yeah. Like, I was, I was playing it, and I was like, I remember you mentioning that, but I completely forgotten the combat side of things. I was like, like well, how did Alex get confused? Like, all these blocks, are like, it's either going to be a vertical block that you have to headbutt or a horizontal block that you can body slam through? What, like, what's there to get confused about? You don't need to know the colours. And then the shield stuff happened. I was like, oh, this is what Alex had the issue with, <laughs> not the blocks. 
Yeah, the blocks make it very obvious with the yeah, arrows. The and blocks stuff. are very obvious because it's just be. the shields Which, are brutal to deal with when you don't know what it is. I would like, like, I would imagine Alex's experience of this is like if me and you tried to play this game in black and white. I why? Ah, yeah. I imagine that would be very similar to what Alex had to go through. No, like it is. Obviously, 2013 was a different time for video game accessibility. Uh, the industry in general has come a long way with a lot of different accessibility things. And I think that was just kind of a stark reminder of it when you brought that up. Yep, yep. 100%. But yeah, as I was like, the combat I think is fine. I mean, like, similar to the Metroidvania aspect of the game, I think it's solid, but just nothing groundbreaking or innovative. So I think the combo training massively oversold the combat to me. Yeah, because they go into a lot of like here, you can like do launchers like, and you then follow them up. Uppercut someone, do the air combo. It's like headbutt them, land, roll, and then I just continue juggling yeah. them for a wee bit. But and nothing stays alive that long. Yeah, nothing stays alive that long in the first place. And you can't do it on bosses because they don't stay in the air. Yeah. Because they reset after a while. Or they get like immunity yeah, like, or something. Any enemy that would that you could probably land that full combo on can't actually use that combo because yeah. like, there are the big guys who just don't get knocked up or whatever, or yeah, they're bosses who can reset themselves at a whim. Or uh, the enemies that have combo breakers, they can yeah. just blink yeah. out, <laughs> which is like, which I thought was so unfun. I was like, oh, was, look at this cool new shit I learned, and it's like, oh, I can't yeah. use any. Of it. Gone. <laughs> uh, yeah, it really like shot itself in the foot. I felt. Yeah, it, it does feel like it gets in its own way a lot. I think this game, I think, would be a good way of describing it. Like, it it does introduce a lot of cool, fun things, but then it also introduces enemies that stop you utilizing those cool, fun, fun things, which is, yeah, it's really silly. Like, it does, just feels like it is constantly getting in its own way. Yeah, is there any other gameplay bits you want to talk about? Uh, I, I want to make one observation, right? I felt, you know, whenever it teaches you, like, here is your new ability, and here, and thus you need to use it for traversal. Mm. All right. So I, I don't think we talk about, like, you know, just the platforming yeah. part. I, f- so in a lot of ways, I thought the platforming was genuinely very fun. Like, in terms of just, like, you know, you might rocket horizontally, then have to, like, cancel it with a jump, and then, like, wall jump, then uppercut. Like, that feels real cool. Switch between realms to land on these yeah, walls. Yeah, right? Like, that shit actually feels real good. And you're like, obviously we've seen it in other games now, but like, that's, that stuff felt really good in places. However, uh, I, I'm happy to be disagreed with here, but I felt anytime they introduced you in ability, they really hammered home. Yeah. You need to use the fuck out of this ability mm, for yeah. the next 30 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah, like, like when they first introduced you to like the, the wall launch, like both of them, either the vertical one or the <laughs> yeah. horizontally one, it is all you do for like the next 15 minutes. It is very much. We are going to make sure you know how to use this and nothing else right now. <laughs> My favorite thing was uh, wall climbing, or rather wall sticking, yeah. where there was constantly the chicken. Is it the chicken? Or like the bird would mm. constantly be at the bottom of a wall to remind you, oh, if you want to take a break, just like hold the button against the wall. <laughs> Or, like, do this to, like, do this. And it's like, why are you here every time? Why are you reminding me every time? Like... What, what button isn't the stick out of interest? I can't remember. Just towards so, the wall. I just held towards the wall, yeah. Is that okay? Because I feel like they give me a button in the gold edition, but that button was also mapped to one of the back triggers on my Steam Deck, and it was so fucking handy. Oh, okay. 
Like just being able to press like one of the back paddles on my Steam Deck to stop on a wall was really fucking nice. I will say the the peak of the platforming came from the things you had to do before you got the Lucha Mask fragment. Like they hid the the best platforming sections really well, which is unfortunate. I I, I really liked a lot of the platforming that was in the game, like in the like critical path. Like a lot of the ones where it's like here swap realms at the right time and stick and I'll do all that jazz. I thought it was all really fun. Oh yeah, no it is. Um there the one that I thought was really well made but also really frustrating was on top of the tree. Because you can like run up the side of the tree to get to the top. And then there's like I think it's three or four stages of platforming with like breaks in between. Hmm. And it is really well designed, and it really makes you think how to like work all your abilities into it. Oh, before we actually wrap up the gameplay, I, I would you like to discuss your co-op adventures? Oh yeah. So, uh, one, I don't think the game scales. No. Um, I I would one hundred percent probably know that it wouldn't. <laughs> the fact that it's drop in, drop out, and you know, may- <laughs> maybe it's because I played Rumble versus Fudgy. So I've played another game where you can whip people into each other. I felt like again, this is something which I brought up recently when times like co-op games is like it didn't feel like we were doing cool shit together. Hmm. It felt like cool shit was happening around each other, but like we weren't doing it like in, in like in like cooperative fashion. But the point I wanted to point out is this game is very much like half of it is combat and half of it is like platforming. Right. Hmm. There's a bunch of platforming traversal stuff in this game. That stuff is not designed for co-op. Because so much of it is timing-based. Okay, that's good. How does the realm switch work in co-op? Uh, you, you can both, both swap contri- it. Like, but can you be on different No, 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 no. There is one. There is one realm. Oh, okay. But you can both swap it. Um, that sounds incredibly fucked. Yeah, so what we found was that, and I'm sure this is exactly what they intended, right, was just like, you can just push the button to make yourself just mm. like a Mario bubble. Yeah. While one person actually does it. Which, yeah, fine. But at the same time, it's like that other player is kind of missing out on half the game <laughs> at that point. Uh, so I think the multiplayer felt very slapped on. Could you imagine it with four people? Yeah. That would be nuts. <laughs> I wonder, I'm, I'm assuming that a lot of the limitations for the co-op comes from it, it being a, you can local co-op it. Like if, if you could do, if it was only online, like it would be, you could probably get away with like here, both people are in different realms. But because obviously people will be sharing a screen, you can't really get away with that. But even with that, like, there's just so many moments where like it's just all timing based. Mm. Like, like even stuff like, you know, platforms would like disappear yeah. from below you and stuff. And it's just like, it just wouldn't be fun. Because it wasn't fun. <laughs> no, yeah. It wasn't fun. Those like, moments. Has a game ever really done a Metroidvania game like cooperatively successfully? I don't really think of any. Uh, I can't think of any. Like, is there any head. that like, this is the only one I can even think of that has co-op full stop. Off the top of my head. Yeah. Yeah, I can't think of any. Was did Bloodstain have Bloodstain didn't have co-op, did it? I don't think so. No. Well fair fair play to them for obviously trying it, but it, yeah, there was obviously issues. Which maybe they addressed in the second one. Who knows? So category number two, the story and characters. Uh we've already touched on some of the stuff. I want to talk about this, like the theming and stuff, but in terms of just the story, um it's kind of Forgettable. Like, it's kind of boils down to you die, you get revived, now you go save your girlfriend. Uh, 
a Metrovania game. I'm not expecting Shakespeare or anything. Like, but in terms of what like recent Metrovania games do, and I know it's kind of slightly unfair to compare it to the likes of Hollow Knight or Bloodstained, like they have told or tried to tell good narratives in those games, and it feels like this just tries to do the bare minimum in terms of its overall story. Hey. Hey. That guy that turns into the goat had an amazing story arc. Does he? Oh, you break his statues? Yeah. That is quite funny that he's like, dude, my fucking statues, the fuck? And then he just accepts it over time. Yeah. But I, like, I, I like, to, to the counter of my own point, like, I do think the characters and stuff and the style of the game and the tone it goes for, all fantastic. Like, I think it nails this kind of half carnival, half day of the dead look it has going with the Mexican culture. And I think the game, like, is a joy to look at and it is very vibrant and very cool to look at. And, like, the banter from, like, the sub-bosses and stuff is very good, and, the, as I've called him, the goat man, um, is very good. But, yeah, I just think the actual story itself is, like, as kind of bare-boned as you can get away with, to be honest. Yeah, uh, that's, that's fair. Yeah, I'd agree. I will say, as, as you mentioned, like, the game being good to look at, like, I think this is another example of, like, art style is, like, actually ages. Oh, yeah. But, rather uh, than 3D art. Yeah, rather than graphics and stuff. Yeah, so, like uh, a, good, a good art style will carry you for decades and decades, whereas realistic, hyper-fidelity 3D graphics will just be like, this will look dated in like a decade, probably. But uh, I do think and like this studio has a history of very good design games and has continued to create games that look very, very good. Like, their last game was Nobody Saves the World, and it looks great. I can't really think of anything else to say about story and character. It is like, in terms of a Metroidvania, I do think it's quite light. Like, in terms of just the characters and stuff you meet compared to, like, but I'm sure I'm maybe basing that off more modern examples like Hollow Knight, which is teeming with fantastically designed characters. But I think what also helps Hollow Knight is that there is what has got world building. Like, yeah, there's yeah. definitely a civilization and, like, all these things. Yeah, like, there, there then, is a backstory that you're, like, there. it's almost like you're being thrust into the middle of a story, because there is stuff that has happened that you're learning about. But, like, in this game, it's, you know, <laughs> it's not really anything to build. I want to know why that man has all these statues, and why <laughs> they're directly ripped out of Metroid. And why he keeps leaving them in really random places and getting annoyed when people break them. It it is quite funny to me that those are literally the statues from Metroid, like not even changed at all. It is literally the exact same design. <laughs> so it is very much wearing its its influence on its sleeve. Uh, in terms of the art, like you guys said it there, like the art style is very good. Um, there's nothing similar to this I can think of. It's like it almost. Uh, it's I heard almost there's like, a game called Guacamole Two that might be a bit similar, but I hate don't you, quote me on that. I hate you so much. <laughs> <laughs> like it, like at times it almost looks like paper. Like you kind of like it's mm. like it looks like animated paper craft type stuff. Everything is very sharp edges. Yes, everything's very square. I think like it, it, it's not it's not necessarily a bad thing. It does. I think it nails the look very very well. Oh yeah, definitely. Uh, no, there's nothing really else about certain characters. There's not a lot to talk about. Who who was your favorite sub boss? I really like the jaguar guy. Uh, he was pretty he do? dope. I just like his design that he was a man with a jaguar head. Oh yeah, he looked. He <laughs> definitely looked pretty cool. I like that list of bosses. Yeah, they're all for, like a bar. I think the chick. I think she had. I liked her like the crazy hair stuff she did, but I think her design was kind of boring. Yeah, 
the flaming skull guy who never reloads his guns. Oh, okay, speaking of the bosses, right? We're talking about this last boss, right? Because I am not sure if I was fighting it. That's called optimally, right? Because from what I understood, fighting the boss, yeah, he has a shield. Okay, mm-hmm. you break that shield. There are like meteors or shit falling from the sky, and you can throw those at the boss, right? Yes. I find that did such little damage in comparison to me just beating his ass. Yeah, I, I think I threw one or two, and then just yeah, yeah, that's it's not more really. just it is a way of defending yourself if a meteor happens to be near you that you can just grab it and eat it. Does it does it actually hit you? Like I didn't notice it hit me. I, I don't, I don't think it's it's a like an active hitbox. I was I find I find a lot of the grapples to be kind of useless to be perfectly honest compared to just punching. What? They were great for crowd control, but in terms of just doing damage, I felt like Pile driver was always Pile driver was so good. <laughs> yeah, no, in terms of doing damage, punching was always the best option. I used the meteors for like immunity because you get like iframes when you're yeah. grappling. But yeah, yeah, you're good to know. Alright. <laughs> so our final category. If you could add wrestling to any game genre, what would it be? Because I think we can all agree, wrestling is indeed the best sport in the world. Uh, and to see a wrestling-themed Metroidvania is pretty cool. And there's not enough wrestling-themed video games out there. Except for the dedicated wrestling. Yeah, but those, those, are, those, those are bad. They're always bad. I want wrestling-themed video games, not wrestling games. I want Street Fighter, but wrestling. Zangief's in it. Wait, man, yeah, I want, I want the 16 Zangiefs all grappling. Let me tell you, man, that's not a game you want to play. <laughs> I want to play it. You don't want to be Potemkin Bustard. Because, like, like there, there has been wrestling animes. We are, well, I know I when I watched Ultimate Muscle. Fantastic anime. Yeah, that, that was pretty great. And, like, Wrestling is full of ridiculous shit that you can make an amazing games out of. But every time people are just like, let's just make a wrestling game. Boring. It's fucking boring. And Ultimate Muscle shows that you can fucking do incredible things with wrestling as a backdrop. Tell your man, wrestling souls like. Wrestling souls like would be great. I want a wrestling telltale game, but it actually acknowledges that wrestling is fake. And you can just go into business for yourself and break a guy's neck in the ring, and it'll pop up saying, the crowd will remember that. (laughs) Oh, I like it. See? There is so much great shit you can do with wrestling, and no one takes advantage of it, and it's heartbreaking. Hey, man, like, uh, next year there's that uh, wrestling JRPG turn-based game. You can't remember the name of it. Yeah, I remember that we posted the trailer. But yeah, wrestling is great. Team of Power Rangers. And uh, and and you know, Rumbleverse, game of the year. Yeah, it, it, it it actually it actually made battle royales kind of fun. There was wrestling undertones in Rumbleverse, and it's great. Uh, it actually made battle royales <laughs> like actually fun. Yeah. Um, but See, yeah, I, I don't I don't think we're seeing a, a wrestling FPS anytime soon. <laughs> oh, oh, oh no, we're talking. But what if it's, well, what if it's like something like that, like. Dying Light or Dead Island where it's melee focused. And you just walking around with a steel chair. <laughs> 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 people in first person. <laughs> See, it'd be great. 
I mean, no, that... Dying Light's kind of getting there because you know you can dropkick people. Yeah, you so. do. Can you pile drive a zombie? <laughs> All right, let, well, let, that's let me... the next step. Okay, let me let me just look up here. <laughs> Wrestling themed video. No, game. no, no, no. I'm just looking up uh, genres, and you tell oh, you, okay. you guys let me know, right? You guys let me know, right? <laughs> okay, does this okay. make sense? All right. Okay, platforming. We were, we, we literally just played one, right? Yeah. Okay, shooters. That's just a Mail- first Maybe not game. a shooter. No. <laughs> yeah. It's just... Uh. Okay. Fighting game. That's fine. Uh. Okay. Here we go. Carry out for shooters. Oh God. This is going to get in. This is going to be really down. dark. Top down. Right. Okay. And the missiles are people you're Irish whipping. <laughs> Who are you Irish whipping them at? Is that the whole game? <laughs> it's it's a. <laughs> This <laughs> <laughs> is just you Irish whipping people for like eight hours in a ring. Hell yeah. That, that sounds like a vampire survivor kind of cool. Gonna, right yeah, are you, just, <laughs> are you just whipping them into the ropes and trying to avoid them? Um, oh yeah. St- stealth game. Yes. I'm, <laughs> right. I'm sneaking around backstage to get my steroids. 24 7 title. Stealth game. Uh, Oh, okay, okay, this one actually, uh, this one I could actually get behind. Rhythm game. Yes. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Um, 100%. Okay, we already have survival, because we have, like, battle royales and stuff. Um, survival horror. Hey, if there's a wrestler coming after you, that's he pretty... Just, just being stalked by the Undertaker. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so, like, you know, it's not actually, like, anything to do with wrestling. Yeah. It's just, like, it just so happens that it's you were being chased like, by... You stiffed a guy in the ring, and now you need to survive backstage. <laughs> yeah. And then you wake up, and you know what? It was fake and all dream. You know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, Metrovania, yeah. Text adventure? I, I don't know. Alright, yeah, I can get behind it. I think there might be one already. There probably is. Uh, visual novel? Yep, 100% there, you could do a wrestling visual novel. I'm pretty sure there is one somewhere. Uh, okay, okay, now we're entering like, the puzzle game bit, so it's like a logic game. You can do a wrestling puzzle game. <laughs> Tile matching? Yep. Okay, that's what I do. Three titles. A- okay, action RPG? Yep, 100% you could do that. Uh, MMORPG. Yep. Oh, yeah. Easy. <laughs> uh, roguelike. Uh, a tactical RPG. Can't wait for this cover base. <laughs> WWE Tactics. <laughs> oh. Uh, sandbox RPG. Uh, first person party based RPG. Oh, that's like Oblivion stuff, I'm guessing. Yeah. But that's a party base. Uh, yeah, I don't know what that would really mean. I'll be honest. <laughs> oh, I can't think of any games that match that criteria, let alone right. a wrestling game. All right, I got it, guys. The next one: Monster Tamer. <laughs> <laughs> got to collect all I mean, the wrestlers. There is. I mean, a... yeah, if you, imagine you are the owner of the wrestling thing, and all your Pokemon are wrestlers. Yeah, it's just it's just a, it's just a re- wrestling sim. You know, that's yeah. all it is. There's the Goldie Gooker, there's the Yeti. <laughs> no, they you don't even need... No, you, you're literally just Vince McMahon and you're recruiting wrestlers. All right, okay. And you're <laughs> putting them against other wrestling promoters. Okay, yeah, no, I can get behind that. Okay, all right. So I'm going to skip past this next list, but it just made, gave me an idea, right? You know, Alex, you've been playing, like, you know, the, the washing simulator and stuff like that, right? What if there was a game where like you have to clean up all the shit left on stage, 
<laughs> right. What if that you're, was the simulation? You're a member game? of the ring crew? Yeah. Right. Oh, okay. Yeah, you don't yeah. mind me as I sweep up all these fucking thumbtacks. Yeah, you gotta pick them up one by one to get the upgrade. <laughs> right? There you go, progression. Like a lock a broom? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Okay. Uh, all right. We're on to strategy. Uh, a four X hey. game. <laughs> I don't know, maybe maybe that's a stretch. No, no, no. Four okay. X. You just go territories. <laughs> all right, you, oh, you go back to the eighties. You know, yeah. NWA territories. You're just establishing different venues in different cities. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, here's one for you, Nick. Auto battler. Oh shit. Got, got, no, roll, got roll until you, you hit your three-star Undertaker or whatever. Right? <laughs> three-star Dwayne the Rock jumps. <laughs> Please, man, he'd be five-star. <laughs> uh, multiplayer. That's a MOBA. Sorry. Sorry. Yep. That's a MOBA. <laughs> I, 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 okay, 100%, I am shocked there has not been a WWE MOBA. I'm shocked they I'm shocked they never tried. I'm shocked they never tried to get on that bandwagon. I mean, they've got on so many bandwagons because they've got yeah. what, a card game, and they had like what was the other one? I'm pretty, pretty sure they have a fighting game on mobile, but it's made, and it's made by the Mortal Kombat developers. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, but it's because it's all like they really amplify. So it's like it is literally like the Undertaker is literally a dead man who has risen from the dead. But the uh, funny thing is, they have Daniel Bryan in it, and his thing is, he is just a dude. There is a, a RTS. I don't think that would uh, be very interesting. Yeah. Hey, hey, hey. What about if you made an army of, like, Wrestlers. one particular wrestler? <laughs> right? What, what if it was, like, uh, Dawn of War, and you have, like, heroes? Oh, yes, you've got, like, <laughs> you've got the main... Yeah. Okay. Like, the top attractions, and then you can, like... You just have like card yeah, people, you have like spotter like, people. It's like yeah. here, here's my squadron of my squadron right. of security guards. <laughs> uh, tower defense. You definitely make a mobile game. Yeah, you that. definitely do yes. that. Yeah. Uh, okay, let's get past those. Okay, then we get to like racing games. You want to go They did that. They did a wrestling uh, car combat game. How did they? Yeah, they made a WWE. Uh, but it wasn't. It was WWE Crush R. Uh, it was just like yeah, WWE but Twisted Metal. Uh, sports game. I mean, it's <laughs> is, that not, is that not just what the wrestling games are? <laughs> yep. Uh, and then we skip past all the rest of these. Like what? Uh, Christian game. Yep. <laughs> wrestling Bible game. Let's go. Uh, Jesus and- as played by John Cena. Yeah, like art, <laughs> art game, educational game. Oh. A fitness game. Yes. See? Yeah, okay. You yeah. can do that. Where's fucking my DDP yoga game? Oh, okay, okay. Here, here's one. Here's one. Okay. A photography. You could be someone. <laughs> uh, Pokemon well, Snap, but with wrestling. I, yeah. I, I am 100% actually really shocked that no one has made a sports photography game yet. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like where you are, like, you are a photographer who has to, like, get decent shots at, like, is some form of a sporting event. I'm shocked that the only real photography game out there is fucking Pokemon Snap. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I think we'll leave it there for that. It's like, yeah, like at the minute, the wrestling games kind of boil down to the wrestling games themselves. It's shitty mobile games, or <laughs> you have like wrestling management games where you play the booker. Like, yeah. I feel like there is so much potential in like the craziness of what wrestling is and what you can do with wrestling that the, it is ripe for fucking to do some really cool shit with. Someone's hire me to make video games. 
I, I'm of mixed opinions of Guacamelee. Like, I think it it is a good Metroidvania game, if not a little bare bones. Like, if I was to recommend someone a Metroidvania game, I think there is a lot I would like recommend above it, just because I think they do a lot more with the genre and they do a lot more in terms of just a, the scale of their games. Not to say that Guacamelee is a bad one of them. I just think it it's a product of its time being from 2013, where I just feel like it doesn't really capitalize on what it could be and relies on people like these games let's just make one of these without really innovating not that it's bad it's a good game it just doesn't go beyond what it could probably be doing i think would be the best way i could describe it uh alex like at the end of the day it's not a very long game so while it gets a bit iffy towards the end with the combat and uh, if you're colorblind, you'll struggle a wee bit. I, I would happily recommend it. it. It's like in comparison to the more modern Metroidvanias, sure, it can't really compare, but at the end of the day, it's still a pretty good game. Uh, oh, wow. uh, I think it's a good game. I would happily recommend this. And I would like, I think what I really enjoyed about this game was how kind of lighthearted and simple it was. Like, it was a really easy game just to, like, play for a little bit. Like, I didn't have to think too hard about it, and I don't think every game needs to be, like, chock full of features and stuff. You know, a lot of the issues we have, or I have anyway, with this game is just, like, it's just a bit dated in some of the things it does. Um, but overall, though, I think it it is, like, good. And, you know, I'd happily recommend this to anyone who wants to play a Metroidvania. Yeah, I actually, I actually think the length thing you brought up there, Alex, is a good point. Like, Metroidvanias do tend to skew on the longer side. Like, what, all the nights, probably 20, 25 hours, I would say. Uh, Bloodstain's pretty long. Like, to have a kind of a bit more of a bite sized one of them is quite a nice change of pace, actually. Um, but yeah, overall, fairly good opinions of Guacamelee. If not, it's lacking something, mainly due to its age. But before we wrap it up for the evening, obviously Hans is not, well, Hans is here. He's just in the other room. He didn't play the game. He's busy with stuff. Um, so it has fallen to me to relay the message of what Hans has picked. I have given you clues. Well, I've given out my clues because he was asking. That none of us have played it. That I was going to play it regardless of if Hans picked it or not. But I can confirm that Hans's game for January, as we take a month break for Game of the Year, get ready, is, Alex. It's Pokemon. Is Pentiment. Oh, okay. This will be interesting. From Obsidian Entertainment, the new game from Obsidian, uh, written by Josh Sawyer, fairly prolific video game writer. Um. So yes, I don't know why Hans is picking that. We'll find out next time on Game Club. But for now, it is a goodbye from myself. Oh no, no, that's not right. It's a goodbye from Alex. Goodbye. A goodbye from IY. Later. A goodbye from myself. I shall see you all next time.